Welcome to Unleashing Leadership. I'm your host, Travis Moss. This is episode 16, and today we're going to talk about team purpose. And last episode, I want to do a little bit of house cleaning because I did mention last episode, I think, Break All the Rules, and I said that that was by Simon Sinek, and it isn't. It's actually by Marcus Buckingham. That book's in the uh, reading list. Simon Sinek wrote The Infinite Game, which is in the reading list. He's got some other stuff, too. Um, Very good reads. The other thing I would say, if you want some extra inspiration, you know, you got some time on the weekend or something, you want to listen to something, um, look up Simon Sinek on YouTube. He's got some really good stuff out there. Uh, I think you'll 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 really enjoy it. Um, and also, if you've got other people that you follow on YouTube, maybe not necessarily authors and stuff, but other stuff that's probably worth listening to, let me know. Because what I'm thinking about doing is uh, bringing all kinds of links and stuff together on the website for YouTube and other platforms. So it's not just books, but any kind of leadership inspiration stuff that other people might benefit from. Cause I know like I just keep kind of scroll and scroll and scroll looking for something good to listen to. That's not politics. It's not junky kind of, you know, fear mongering media or whatever. It's not people talking about economics. that don't know what they're talking about. I just really want to look for inspiration. So I'd like to be able to put together let's say, Grand Central Station of inspiration for people. Okay, so let's talk about team purpose. And team purpose is just one of the kind of the points we want to make today, but we're going to really end at what makes a team a team so great. But before we can talk about what makes a team a team so great, we literally have to talk about the individual team because you can't get to greatness with a team of teams if your team sucks. So how do we get an effective team? Right? And how do we pull effective teams together to equate to this team of teams? And I, I, I kind of had like this epiphany as we were putting this together. This is kind of like a football team. If you take a professional football team, that's a team of teams. It's not a team. It's a team of teams. Um, yes, they all wear the same uniform, but it's not the same team. You've got an offensive team, a defensive team, and a special teams all within a football team. They each have their own coach, even. You got a head coach, but he's like CEO, and then he's got some vice presidents. He's got one in charge of offense, defense, and special teams. And it doesn't even stop there. Then you got the offensive coach, and he's got like a bunch of VPs. He's got the offensive line coach, the uh, the uh, receivers and tight ends coach, and so on and so forth, right? So you literally have the offensive team made up of a bunch of of smaller teams, offensive line, quarterbacks, running backs, that kind of thing. Same thing with the defense, with the defensive line, linebackers, defensive backs, team of teams. Now, each level of team has a purpose, right? So quarterback, that team, they have a job to do. If they don't do their job, your team's not going to win. The offensive line, their purpose is to block. What happens if the offensive line decides, you know what, we don't want to block anymore? Nope, there's a purpose to it. Got to stick to the purpose here, right? Each, let's call them sub-teams or micro-teams or level one teams. Each one of them has got a purpose. Every team has a purpose. No matter how high up you move, there's a purpose a team was put together for. So the offensive line team was put together to block people. Now, they can be adaptable with how they block people, right? The defense is doing something crazy. They, they got to figure it out. They go into halftime. They come back out. They figured it out. They adapted to it. They shut their defense down. In fact, what do we say the best coaches and leaders are? The ones who adapt at halftime, right? They go in and they come out and the team wins after the half. Why? Because the coach adapted. They changed what they were doing. They went to the offensive line and said, you got to do this with the defensive line, right? Or whatever it was. They they adapted and they went to the team within the team and they said, 
this is what you guys got to do in order to change the team, the, the, the outcome for the team. So think about that from an offensive standpoint. If the offense decides they don't want to score points anymore, you know, that's not their purpose. They're just going to waste time. What happens a lot of times? The other team comes back and wins. The purpose of the team, offensive team is to score points. When you don't score points, you lose. So we forget a lot of times what the what a good team is. And a good team is, number one, a group that has purpose. And look at how small those groups are. I mean, the biggest team probably on a, on a football team is 12 players. And you could argue that the, the most people you should have at the corporate level that you're in charge of is probably 12 people. Like you can be in charge of maybe 12 teams, but you're not in charge of 12 teams times 12 people. You're in charge of the 12 leaders that lead your 12 teams. So there's layers and there's purpose to every layer. And then there's leadership to every layer. And you got to have a leader in every layer. And if you don't have a leader in every layer, well, then you just got chaos and you're not going to get anything done and you're going to have all kinds of infighting. So there's got to be a leader on every team of every level. And that's how you build team of teams. Because guess what you do? You take a leader from each team and you put them together on another team. So we'll get a little bit away from football because it starts to get a little weird when you're trying to figure out, you know, offense has 11 people all the times on the field and only one leader from the offensive line, whatever. But in your, in, in your company, you've got 10 teams. You take a leader from each team. You make an 11th team. Now, what's the leader's job? The leader's job is to bring out the best, to usher the resources, to make the team better than the parts, right? To bring out the best in every player on their team. That's the leader's job. To bring people together, to move mountains, to get shit done, to let everybody else shine, to let the team shine, to make sure that other people aren't taking advantage, right? To make sure people are focused on their purpose, those types of things. But it's it's, it's a position of servitude, really. It's the, the leader's job is to maximize the resources, the, the capabilities of their team, basically, and the resource of their team to the organization. The next level up what happens, so all the leaders come together in this 11th team, they are not coming to the 11th team to represent themselves. They should be embarrassed if they want to try to represent themselves. Nobody cares who they are. The only thing that that 11th team cares about is who the teams are at the end of the table. And the identity of the leaders is the team itself. So if the team's a loser, the, the leader's a loser. It's not, well, I'm a great leader. I got a bad team. No, that means you're a, a loser. That means you're a bad leader. Great leaders make, can make great teams. They can take a bad team and make them good. It's your job to do that. So... You got the leaders at the table, and the leader represents all the capabilities, the knowledge, the resources of the team. And so the business is trying to deal with complex issues. So the teams, the, the, the smaller teams were dealing with the complicated issues. You know, and as you moved up, they dealt with the more complex. Like, okay, how do we block? That's complicated. Then it's like, okay, how do we score points? Um, okay. That's maybe a little bit more complicated. It's like, okay, how do we win games? Okay, well, that starts to become complex. So as the teams are grouping up here, as you're moving up this, think of it almost like a pyramid, right? You have 
more teams at the bottom and less teams in the middle and uh, all the way up to the, like the C-suite at the top. That's the team with all the resources at their fingertips. And if there's good leadership all the way down, they know exactly who to talk to, exactly who to call to fix a problem within the organization or to address an issue. And the leaders, the sub-leaders at, that, you know, at each level down, their whole goal is to maximize the resources that they have access to. So when we talk about how team of teams deal with complex issues, it's because of the power and the strength of the individual teams having purpose and good leadership and then pulling that up all the way through the organization, almost like a nervous system, all the way up to the top.